The following is a production of PosterRadio.com. Broadcasting from our studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. I don't know about you, E.B., but I think fall is in the air. The, the temperature is dropping. It's actually cold. I'm sitting here in the Coaster Radio studios with a sweatshirt on. It's cold. I broke out the leaf blower today. You better watch it. <laughs> Were you, like, blowing those leaves around, moving them around? No, no, no. I was sucking the leaves. Oh. You put it in reverse and you suck them. How about that? Yeah. No raking for you. No, I make the leaf mulch. <laughs> Yeah, do you actually mulch it up like you're you're a green conservative man? I do. My 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 leaf blower. You reverse it, and then it's got a bag that you wear on your shoulder, and so it sucks up all the leaves and <laughs> chops them all up in the bag, and then you can dump them in your garden. There you go. It's fall, so there's a fall tip for all of you. You know, don't rake your leaves. Mulch them up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> See, not only a show about roller coasters and theme parks and everything else, oh, we we give you mulching tips too. <laughs> mulching tips. Use a leaf blower. See if you get that from one of the other podcasts. I don't think you're gonna. <laughs> Screamscape doesn't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, Lance over there, he doesn't give you mulching tips. <laughs> he gives you other he's, good stuff, though. He's in the L.A. Times, though. <laughs> he is. Congratulations <laughs> to old Lance over there. I saw he, like, scooped everybody with the whole uh, Knott's Berry Farm getting demon drop. How about that? Yeah, he's poking around in, like, the little town newsletters and things. I like that. I, I, and you got to give it up for Lance because, like, you, some of the real coaster boys out there, like, get on Lance every now and then and say, oh, well, Screamscape isn't reliable, but... You know what? He he seems to be like the the one website that I always go to and that is right at least like 95% of the time, I think. Well, he has to try harder because his name is Lance. <laughs> I love trying, it. So trying but, to make up for it. But you, you know, know what? It's like, yeah, but my name is Lance, so <laughs> The great thing about Screamscape though is that I think it's the one website that I've been going to over and over like religiously since I became a theme park fan. You know, back in the 90s, like I guess as soon as like the Internet was around and he was there. His website design hasn't been updated since the (laughs) 90s either. What a coincidence. That's what's great. It's like going to Disneyland. You know, like Disneyland has that like, you know, 50 charm about it. Look at that, Lance. You got a fan over here (laughs) in Mike Collins. Going to your website's like going to Disneyland. That's right. That's right. It's like, you know, kind of like the early 90s design. It hasn't changed. So I feel comfortable when I go there. Like I don't want anything like, you know, some websites, they update themselves like every year or so. And you're like, wait, but I just. You and Lance. Comfortable. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Very, very comfy. It, it's comfy when I go to Screamscape. <laughs> That's I, good. In the fall with your leaf blowers. Yeah, exactly. And I know how to get around his website. There's no like newfangled flash and all that stuff. I just, I just <laughs> want the, I want the old school HTML. That's what I want. And that's why I, I love Lance's site. And I, and I give it a ding. There you go. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, so we're good gonna, for Lance. Yes, good for Lance. He, that, that guy's got and and he's he's always LA getting, Times and Coaster Radio. Yes, it's been a busy week. He needs to put that right up on his uh, front page, saying you know Coaster Radio gave him some props because and then it, we'll be in the LA Times. <laughs> for some reason, Lance was wasting time talking about Coaster Radio this week. <laughs> you know what's great though? Say say what you will about that site, but whenever Lance puts a Coaster Radio mention, like the numbers on the website just like skyrocket here. It's so funny. Mm. It's amazing. So we have, I think we have to become better friends with Lance and see what we can do. We love you, Lance. Yes, yeah, it's very good. Well, here we, <laughs> here we are with another week of CoasterRadio.com, and um, yeah, it's, it's getting close to Halloween time, which I like. And one thing I do want to do before we go too far is uh, thank some of the people who have participated in the David Arquette Project. It's Yay. rolling along. It, 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 it keeps moving on. Uh, Patrick the Patchman was actually at Scarowins. 
Mmm, Scarewind. <laughs> yes, which uh, is at Carowinds, and he took a picture with a very uh, spooky skull man, but he was also holding the David Arquette, uh, Arquette arithmetic photo, too, so that was pretty good. Excellent. <laughs> also, we want to thank uh, Jared at Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket at Universal Orlando. He took a picture in front of that. Mm-hmm. And, and he was actually, I don't know if you saw that picture, EB, but he did something very innovative. Um, he forgot to actually print out the David Arquette photo, so he went ahead and got it on his uh, Palm Pilot and was able to take a picture holding his Palm Pilot that had the David Arquette photo right there on it. Pretty clever. Yeah, so very good. So I, I like He's that. saving paper. See, he's living green. That's right. Just like just like you and the mulch, he is living green with the David Arquette project. So that's I'm good. just cheap. I don't like to buy mulch. <laughs> and uh, we also want to thank John, who was at Kennywood, and he took a picture in front of the double dip of the Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. Yes, and you that's one that we have uh, ridden. We actually went to Kennywood and rode that like the Jackrabbit. That is a good one. That's like a good old school one from the 20s. Mm-hmm. Gotta love yeah. that. It's like Lance's design is for, is from a different era. Uh, the Jackrabbit <laughs> is from a different era too. The throwback. <laughs> it's throwback. That's what we like here at Coaster Radio. You know, speaking of throwbacks, I, I wasn't going to do this, but while I was uh, waiting to start the show tonight, I, I was watching TV a little bit ahead of time, and one of my favorite all-time shows was on TV on like one of those like you know retro networks or something. Oh no! So I went to YouTube and I found the theme song here. So let me play that for you. Monday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> You gotta love happy days. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but one thing I love about happy days is is the Fonz. I forgot how much I love the Fonz. Hey. The Fonz. <laughs> yes. So anyway, but when the Fonz jumped the shark, you thought it was the best part of the show. You were like, <laughs> "This is great! I love the direction they're taking." You know what? And on YouTube is the episode of jumping the shark. You can actually see the Fonz jump the shark. So I'd never seen that before. I guess I didn't pay attention when I was a kid, but um, I went ahead and checked it out, and uh, I did see the episode where the Fonz jumped the shark. Oh, we just I just did a good Happy Days Fonz reference at work the other day. Some piece of equipment wasn't working, and I bumped it. I just I just hit it. <laughs> And somebody was like, whoa, that worked. And I was like, that's because I'm the Fonz. Hey. Oh, see, that's great. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, all I wanted to be was the Fonz. I think I even had a leather jacket that I found, like one of my dad's old leather jacket, and I'd wear it around the house and bump in, you know, snap my fingers and pretend that like girls would come over and stuff. Isn't that odd how like the shows, we watched those shows, and those shows weren't really, those were before our time, kind of, weren't they? So we saw them, I guess, in syndication because I used to watch Mork and Mindy and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was before us. Well, we probably saw the later ones, like the ones that were in the early 80s because the show went from like 1974 but to 1984. Even then we were, what, six or eight? Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm sure we saw it in syndication. But the thing that w- amazed me tonight is, you know, when you watch a show, uh, you know, you watch it as a kid and things don't make sense, but then you watch it as an adult and you're kind of like, Wait a minute. What's wait? What's going on here? The Molly and I were watching this tonight, and uh, Richie Cunningham is coming into Al's diner with like all these girls because he was the big hero of a basketball game. Okay. And then so the Fonz comes over and snaps his fingers, and one of the high school girls comes running over to him and like throws her arms around him. And so I'm looking at the Fonz. I'm like, how old is that dude? Like, what what is he doing with the high school girls? You know. <laughs> well, the, the Fonz wasn't the Fonz wasn't in high school. No, I think he was like he had dropped out of high school. And so he was, like, older. He was older than the rest of the guys, at least from what I could tell. Hmm. I think what we need is a Happy Days historian to let us know what's going on because that just seemed kind of creepy to me. When the Sounds Fonz... like somebody needs to visit Wikipedia. Should yeah. we pause the taping? Should we, <laughs> should we pause the, the recording here and go and find out? It's, it's almost like – well, you know, I did look at Wikipedia trying to find more about Arthur Fonzarelli, which is the Fonz's real name. <laughs> and and, and d- it didn't give me much info about how old he was. But I'm assuming he must not have been that much older than the other guys because otherwise it would be like an old man hitting on the high school girls. Hey. Which, you know, it, maybe in 1950 it was okay to do that, but here, here in 2009, not so cool. 
Okay. <laughs> so anyway, there's that's just a little uh, diversion here on the new coaster radio, you know, because there's more to life than theme parks and roller coasters, as as we've been saying over and over. <laughs> We're off topic a little bit. That's early. all right. Let me bring it back. Uh, let me bring it back around, back around to where we are. Um, it's one more week to go before Halloween. We'll have a big Halloween show next week. But uh, what we want, we want to make sure that as you guys head out to theme parks this weekend uh, to all the different Halloween events, that we want your walkthroughs. And, um, you know, I think I've been hearing rumblings on the forums and on Twitter that people are actually going to be doing this this weekend. Well, and I don't know what the problem is and why we're not doing this. And, and, and here's what I would like to propose. For all of you people that have been hearing us say this, and we haven't gotten any phone calls yet with it, how about this? You don't even ask to, have to tell us your name. <laughs> I like that. I like Just that. call up and do it anonymously. There's no way that we can, like, track it back or anything like that. So I just want to get it. I want to. I want to hear it. So if this is what it takes, if you got to call up and be chicken and just be like, "I'm the mystery walkthrough person," and then go through and tell us what you're seeing and do the whole scared thing, then do it. That's I, what it takes. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the way it should be. And remember, you're right. It, it can be anonymous. And you know, there have been some people who have sent in some audio, but the problem is it's so loud and so distorted. I know actually a, a friend of ours from Europe uh, actually went down to. Um, Howlow Scream at Bush Gardens in Tampa and sent a whole bunch of audio, but the problem was it was on his cell phone and it was all distorted and we just can't play it. Like you can't understand what's going on. You hear a lot of crackling, you hear a little bit of screaming, but most of it's just muffled so it wouldn't like come across that well on the show. So we mm. appreciate that. It was, it was great that he did that and he sent so much and, and you would have liked it because it was in a, uh, a foreign accent, you know, as he oh, was talking man. about it. So, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll see if I can clean it up a little bit with some of our special audio tools here, and we'll see if we can fix it. Because it was pretty good. But yeah, just, you know, oh well. Just, it would be one of those things that would be tough to play here. So that's Get a better why, phone. Yeah, and, and we're actually asking people to use your cell phones and record MP3 files, because I know, like, the iPhone can do that. Um, people with Blackberries can do that. So we'll see what we can do, you know? That's so, right. Who was it that had their uh, the, the David Arquette project on their iPhone? Yeah, it was um, Jared. Jared Pilot. Yes. Jared. Mm-hmm. There you go. So you'd be like Jared. Use yeah. your technology. Jared just, you know, used technology like no one has before. So, there you and, go, Jared. And, so Jared needs to get it done. Yes. And speaking of David Arquette, we have the David Arquette Fact of the Week because the David Arquette Project is rolling on. That's right. And uh, the David Arquette Fact of the Week this week, since it's Halloween, we thought this was a good one. Did you know that in the original Scream movie, uh, the one that he was in, his character was supposed to die from the stab wound that he received towards the end of the movie? But uh, Wes Craven, who directed the film, shot a different scene at the end where uh, Dewey is alive and being taken to the hospital just in case he changed his mind about killing Dewey. And the screen test audience loved the character so much uh, that he decided not to kill him in the end and to add that scene, that special scene that they shot uh, to the end of the movie. So Dewey survived and David Arquette survived because he's such a likable actor. Now, there you go. And yes, I did know that because I know all things Scream. And I would like to debate that that is a David Arquette fact, and I would say that is a Scream movie trivia. <laughs> I know. But see, we needed a good Halloween one. And, like, how many horror movies has he been in? I guess Scream. Plus it's tough because we're running out of ideas. Yeah, that's true. We're, gonna, we're eventually going to run out of, like, David Arquette facts, and then where will we be? But, you know, Scream is an awesome movie, so I, I support – we should exploit Scream more often on this show. I think so. How do you feel about – Whether it's the David Arquette project or not. How do you feel about Scream 2 and 3? Not, not so good. Yeah, not as good. I've got many, many a quote that I will pull out randomly and obscurely reference Scream. I don't think I have a single one from, uh, 
from Scream Two or Three. I couldn't. And, even... and you made me think of at the end of the movie the, the my one of my favorite Scream references <laughs> that people don't even get when you're walking alone outside and you look up at the sky and you say, "Hey, you know what constellation that is?" No, oh, I don't know it either. That's why I was asking you. <laughs> That's the one that he says That's from with Dewey. The, yeah, that he says That's that it, David Arquette. That's a Dewey quote. Yep. Where they're like walking at the end and they're like investigating, and the two of them are uh, right. And then he yells, "Freeze! No, jump!" <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, I remember the very first time seeing that and totally being freaked out because I didn't know which way things were going to go. Oh, it was brilliant the first time. Yeah. I saw it like the opening weekend when it was still, you know, starring Drew Barrymore. You oh, know, yeah. and then she gets killed at the beginning and everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's something else if you didn't know that that was coming. But then it's a lot of fun with that movie to go back and watch it again and see like all the little, you know, subtleties of the actors and uh, how, you know, the director was trying to throw you off different ways. Live so. her alone. <laughs> I love that guy, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> he had some excellent one-liners in there. You know? Liver alone, yeah. get it? Yeah. Liver alone. I love that. <laughs> we ought to have like a whole scream uh, thing next week for Halloween. You know, as it were, just a couple of days away from Halloween next week. So we could just do twenty minutes of scream quotes. <laughs> that would be good. Speaking Quote of passion. scream, uh, screamscape. Last week, um, actually this week, uh, broke some pretty big news that um, the uh, demon drop that was at Cedar Point is coming to Knott's Berry Farm in 2010. Woohoo, good for them. Yes, now this is kind of wild because the ride is like from the 80s. I think like, I actually was reading on the LA Times blog, they said, you know, this ride was brand new when Michael Jackson was making hits like Thriller and yes. Ronald Reagan was president. And now yeah. in 2010, it's going to be new to you if you go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> it's cool though, because I, I like that. I like the fact that they're they're kind of embracing the fact that it's old. It's like, we're bringing a retro ride back. And yes. I think... I think, this is my thought, is it's a direct response to the fact that Six Flags Magic Mountain took theirs out. Ah. Yeah, and you know what? The, the, this is the first time that I've heard somebody say that they could possibly market it as like a retro ride because I think that would be exactly. a way to win it. Because um, otherwise you're just getting like an old rusty ride that's kind of rickety well, but, and scary but that's looking. that's the thing. They're going to keep the theming. They're going to keep the color scheme. The whole, yeah. Everything's going to stay the same. Yeah. And you, so I think that's kind of the point, is that they're saying, we embrace history, we embrace the thrills, not like those Magic Mountain people who tear down cro coasters left and right. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I, I went to Cedar Point back in the late 90s, and one of my very favorite rides there, and the one that I rode over and over, was Demon Drop. It, see. it was very unique. It was, it was scarier than all of the other rides, because I guess the whole thing of being taken up high in this rickety elevator that's creaking and making weird... That ride weird... freaks me out, man. They, yeah. did, they had one down at Six Flags over Georgia, right, when we went down there? No, well, I think they had it at... Uh, I, they didn't have one there, but they had one at Six Flags Great Adventure. And I don't Great know if Adventure? You ever Is that yeah. where it was? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and I remember seeing this... The first time I saw this ride in person, you just look at it, and you're like, this does not look like any ride that I've ever seen before because it is just it's such a machine. You yes. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like exactly. it's not pretty at all. It's not polished. It doesn't look like any kind of really nice. It's just like a machine of some sort that you like climb into and lock yourself into this box that then drops down a track. Yeah, and the whole and thing And it just looks awkward and weird and then you know the way that it drops the track to like go back into the loading platform. The whole thing just looks like, I don't think I should get on that because it looks 
it looks like if it wanted to, it could kill me really easily. <laughs> well, and it's awkward because imagine a ride where you end up on your back. Like you, you're right side up one minute and then right, to for, slow yeah, down, you go on your back. This is, the one, this is the one that's basically you get in the thing and it's an elevator and it's like four people across and it goes up. And what, they're only like 100, 115 feet tall or whatever. And when you get to the top, it pushes you out. Then you go down a track. The track basically drops you straight down for like 50 feet and then curves out so you're laying on your back. The brakes hit, and then you go back into the loading platform. Yeah, where they tip the box back up. You know, it's just it's right. A big... and it, yeah, and because you, you're on your back, when you go backwards, it kind of like and you go back to a standing position. Yeah. Now, the one weird thing I thought about this is I actually went to Knott's Berry Farm for the first time this past summer, and they have one of those SNS towers that you know brings you to the top of the tower and then blasts you down. So they right. already have like a drop ride there. So when I heard about this, I was like, why? Why do this? Why would you bring something that's even older? And who knows? I don't even know how reliable it is now. You know, it's like a 20-year-old ride or whatever, you know, 30 That's years old. That's the fun. You yeah. could be killed. But, um, you know, one thing that I'm thinking is they're putting this right in the area of, uh, like, the ghost town area, kind of the old west land. Because they're taking out their swings, right? Yeah, they're taking out the uh, Screaming Swings, which was an upcharge ride. It was the kind that only had, like, six seats or whatever. So And everybody walked past it and yeah. said paying eight dollars for oh, that oh yeah i walked right past it i was like i'm not paying five or six or whatever I bet you walk past an empty line too <laughs> yeah there was nobody in line there was just and the, they That's were why like tearing it down yep they were like running it every now and then empty you know and you hear the wig they like whoosh you know but nobody it didn't didn't attract anybody over because why are you going to pay six bucks for that you know like other parks will give it to you for free like kennywood will you know now, you see that's that that's thing. that's interesting to me is the fact that they're going to take out this ride that is relatively new yes that was an upcharge wouldn't you first not have it be an upcharge? Yeah, like at least open it up and see how it goes. Even though, like, I think the problem is, though, is the capacity issue on it, though. Because it only has a, a small amount of seats, that line would grow, you know. Like, I, I think that would just be too Well, long. then why don't they knock the price down to, like, a buck? You would think at least I mean, that. you would find that, find that right spot where you would have the right capacity versus the number of people in oh, line yeah. or something. I don't know. I would, it I would, seems silly to take a ride out that's an upcharge. Yeah, especially a newer ride and replacing it with this old one. But my question is, do you think there's any chance, and it's, I know it's a Cedar Fair company and they're not like huge on theming, but do you think there's any chance they do something like with the theming of this ride to make it fit? I mean, I know you said at the beginning they're keeping out everything well, the same. Though. That's they're, what they've said so far is that you know when, when the story broke and they're reporting on it now, the Knots people have come out and they've said, no, it's coming. We're going to keep it demon drop. It's going to stay the same. But I like your idea. Hmm. Like my first thought when I heard about this, I said, couldn't they – enclose it or enclose part of it and make it like a mine shaft ride or something you know where the mine shaft car goes to the top and you drop into you know some type of wooden shack or something or maybe like an elevator tower of terror thing where you like go up and look out and then you fall in because imagine it couldn't be that expensive to enclose it no you just yeah i I can build that shed yeah you're talking about like you know fiberglass (laughs) shed or something you know sure maybe like a couple you know $100,000, $100,000, maybe $200,000, maybe oh, not even not even that if you're using like cheap materials, but it's just the whole idea of actually enclosing the ride and making it a little more thrilling. I don't know. And it, it would theme it better. It, it would fit into that area because that it, that's the one area of the park that's actually pretty well themed their old West area. I think it's the oldest area in the park and. Hmm. I don't know. So when I when I saw that, I said, I, I really hope that they just don't put a like metal monstrosity there, you know, from the 80s, uh, unless the, like it, I didn't even think about it until you said it at the top of the show, like unless they market it as a retro ride that they're bringing back that, you know, Magic Mountain doesn't want anything to do with. But 
here at Knott's Berry Farm were about the history of rides. And yeah, and I think I think that's the way they're going to go with it. Is look, here's this ride. This is what people used to do for fun back in the day, you know. <laughs> and they'll bring this ride back, and it's going to be the old school ride. And yeah. I mean, they might even do something with the history of it. And maybe part of the theming of it is going to be to keep it old. You make it look old, make it look decrepit. I don't know. Yeah, regardless of when that thing was built, it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever been on, ever. It just looks scary. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and it looks scarier than that Saw roller coaster. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Because this thing has, like, wheels and gears that just should not be with people in them. Yeah, and it's all exposed. That that box thing is, like, from some sort of prison movie where it's like, (laughs) put them in the box. Put them in the box. Yeah, and as it's like, as the gears are engaging and it's all like, you know, the catch cars coming down and stuff like that, it's just like, it's making noise. It's scary. Well, and, and there's the giant staircase that's next to the tower that Ooh. just screams. Uh, sometimes it breaks. We have to go up to the top. <laughs> yeah, and imagine you, you, know, you had to walk you down have that. a giant staircase. Oh, yeah. So I'm going I'm to watch this very carefully. I think this is going to be interesting to see what they do out there. But if anybody's listening or, you know, who has anything to do with the theming, Think about it. Think about it. If you could, if you could theme that thing and make that fit, you could really have a pretty cool attraction on your hands. You know, mm. not that they're really going to listen to what we're saying, but you know, what? Might if you get on Screenscape? That's right. You never know. Listen to Lance. I think Lance was saying something similar. You know, so listen to Lance. <laughs> listen, listen to Lance. That's what we say. L.A. Lance. <laughs> you know, um, one other thing I want to talk about real fast. Uh, not that we don't have to get into too long, but there was a story out of Tampa at uh, Bush Gardens, Tampa. I love this story. And um, last week we were talking about how um, the Magic Kingdom was having problems at their Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party with adults coming in costume right. and people thinking that they were Magic Kingdom employees because they yes, were so exactly. authentically dressed. Well, out of uh, Bush Gardens comes a story. I think it was on uh, com. Uh, one of the, I think the NBC affiliate down there, and uh, we'll put a link to it on coasterradio.com. But basically, uh, this family was asked to leave Bush Gardens because uh, the six-year-old and uh, also the, were, were the moms, or the, one of the moms dressed up too, like in this family. Yes, it was. It was two moms mm-hmm. and like four kids because they because they made it into the park. They were dressed as old school prisoners. Yes. Like, you know, like the big black and white stripes, and they, I think they might even been like a chain gang. I don't know if they had the ball and chain thing happening or the hats or whatever, mm-hmm. but that was their getup. And they made it far enough into the park that they actually got to take the official picture that they take of you Ooh, and then okay. buy it. Mm-hmm. And so they have this picture in like the Tampa frame with the snow leopard or whatever in the bottom, and that's the thing that you know, you're seeing on all the websites and things. But yeah, they all went in there, and the people, the, the staff came up and said, you're really not supposed to be wearing costumes. We're going to have to ask you to leave. It's a rule that we have. And then allegedly, of course, according to Baba Shay Lee, <laughs> who's the mother, Baba Shay Lee, <laughs> they were pretty rude and, and they kicked him out. Oh, wow. Now, I, I don't know. I, I, there are many different ways to look at this, I guess, because I, I agree with that. Like, if the park policy is no costumes, I mean, that's it. it regardless of how old you are, it doesn't matter if you're six years old. No costumes means no costumes because if an adult came and said, hey, wait, there's a six-year-old over there in a costume. Why can't I wear one? You know, right. that's, that's what would happen. But at the same time, don't you think there's some way that Bush Gardens could, like, I don't know, like uh, provide them a T-shirt or something? Like, well, say, that's what, that was the quote that I read on one of those stories. Baba Shaylee. Yeah. <laughs> Baba Shaylee. She said, well, if, six, if, 
if if they had just given us six T-shirts, we would have changed clothes. It was like, oh, really? If they had given you six $28 T-shirts, exactly. you would have been okay with it? I'm sure you would have. You know, because as soon as I thought about that, I said, well, wait, how many people might show up in costumes and then, you know, <laughs> expect T-shirts? So how I many know what Lee did. It's kind of a bummer, though, because they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it's nothing that is, you know, it, it, all they did is they wanted to take their family out for a fun time at the theme park and get into the Halloween spirit. But it, it's it's just an interesting story all around that, you know, that you would think the park would come up with some way to avoid this getting in the papers, you know, because this is not this isn't like the publicity that they want. You know, you we always say that, you know, all publicity is good publicity, but not necessarily in this case. This is just one where it's like, oh, the mean park didn't let the family come in. Baba Shaley. <laughs> you just like saying that name. That's a good name. Baba Shaley. That's a good name. I do Here's what should we dress up as? <laughs> Me and my girlfriend and our four kids. Who should we dress up? We should we could dress up as princesses, or we could dress up as like roller girls, or we could do like got a sock hop and wear a poodle skirt. No, we should wear prison outfits. <laughs> you know what's going on is that like Disney is confusing everybody. Like at the Magic Kingdom, you can go to that Halloween event all dressed up. So well, now people are probably thinking like, oh well, we can just go to anyone dressed up. But you well, know, and it would it would be one thing if it was the six year old kid going or just Baba Shaylee. Yeah. <laughs> but when you've got six girls walking around in prisoner outfits. Yeah. That is something that is prearranged. I mean, that's that that's I would mistake them for park people. Yeah. I put the blame on the person who let them in the park at the very beginning. Like, well, you know, and that when was you go it, through and the and gate. to be fair, that was a statement from Bush Gardens was our staff is supposed to be trained on this. They should have encountered multiple people right. before they got this far into the park. They should have had enough people telling them Wait, stop. Exactly. You're not supposed to do this. And you said you saw a picture in one of the uh, newspapers, the the actual, like, you know. Oh, yeah. If you photo. look it up, you can see them in their costumes, like, in that, you know, goofy cardboard Bush Gardens frame. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because they got it and they got that picture taken. Wow. And that's that's their picture. I don't know. There, there maybe should be some type of reconciliation between Bobby Shea Lee and Bush Gardens. And they should just, you know, have them back out on Halloween night or something, you know, not dressed mm-hmm. up this time around. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think. That's absolutely. That's <laughs> just a little little thing from Coaster Radio here that we could do. But hey, you know, last week we asked everybody a question uh, for the big listener discussion question. We said, "What regular theme park attraction could be easily turned into a Halloween haunted attraction, and what would it be like?" Mm-hmm. You know, like you could just take some regular attraction that you know the 360 days out of the year, you know, the 12 or 11 months out of the year weren't. Uh, a haunted attraction weren't a spooky attraction, but then you you turn it around by adding in some uh, cool theming or cool lighting or cool music. Yeah, so, some just some easy way that you could make something from from normal to spooky. Yeah, and you know a good example of this is Ghost Galaxy at Disneyland. Right. And uh, Brian, who is out there in California, actually has a um, a review of this. He actually wrote this and is going to tell us what it's like. He called in on the voicemail line. Hey guys, it's Brian from California, also known as Fantasmic on the forums. Um, I was listening to your podcast today, and I thought I'd call in and put my two cents in. Um, with the thing with Ghost Galaxy at uh, Disneyland, I've been on that attraction three or four times now, and like right off the bat at the beginning of the line, they have a sign that says, this attraction may be uh, frightful to- towards minors, and, you know, um, like it's a <laughs> scary attraction. And honestly, it is. Like the first time I went on it, I was just like, you know, jumped out of my throat like two or three times because um, the entire inside is just like completely different from what it is normally. 
And, um, for example, right when you start off, you know, you get dispatched and the music gets all creepy and you're going up the first little lift hill and they have that tunnel with, like, the blue lights that shoot past you. But that tunnel during the uh, Ghost Galaxy is all dark. It's pitch black in there, so you have no clue where you're going. So you're, like, going in pitch black and then you go right and you go up the lift hill and you see the this, like, galaxy and then it turns into the ghost and who, by the way, is pretty creepy looking. It's, like, this red veiny, like, muscly guy, and anyway, so then he, like, throws his arms up to you, and then, like, all around you, normally they have that, like, um, cylinder rotating around you with the projections, but now it's, like, all, like, electrified, and you, like, been transported into the galaxy, but I think the scariest part was at the very end, after they take your picture, and it's all, like, over, supposedly, like, you turn right to go into the station uh, again, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a loud jolt of, like, sound. I don't even know what it is. And then the ghost figure's, like, right there in front of you and just gives you one last fright before you return into the station. But, yeah, so um, that's basically Ghost Galaxy. It's pretty fun, Josh. So there we go. So there's uh, Brian's review. You know, very interesting, though. You know, kind of fascinating to think that Disney would put something like that together. Did he say he jumped out of his throat? <laughs> I think he did. I think I, I did hear him say him. that. <laughs> he didn't jump out of his seat. He jumped out of his throat. Jumped out of his throat. The, there was this big muscular ghost. <laughs> veiny it ghost. Jump out of my throat. <laughs> yeah, when he said, like, the ghost was veiny, it kind of made me wonder. Like, wait a second. <laughs> a veiny ghost? What the heck's going on over that there? That was good, though. And it isn't, it isn't Disney World also, yeah? You know, No, it's not, actually, because um, I think it is at one, I think, like, Tokyo Disneyland, maybe. But um, right now, the one at Magic Kingdom at Disney World uh, is being refurbished. So um, so they're not that's doing Ghost right. Galaxy there. Oh, that's right. Of course. You talked about that last week. They're yep. trying to fix it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, yeah, so they're, you know, working on that right now. But, you know, I, I like the idea of having kind of an attraction that is a little bit frightening, you know. Just it's supposed to be like what Halloween's all about, you know. Not well, just... and if all you have to do is put some projectors and sync them up to the ride, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah, and it sounds to me like there were actually some scary moments in the ride. You know, that wasn't like a little kid calling in. That was an adult. So it said that it scared him different moments. So Yo, jumped like out of that. his throat. Yeah, he just... He jumped right out of his throat. He jumped so. out of my throat. So we're going to hear more from him in just a little bit because he has a, a couple ideas uh, for some haunted theme attractions. But uh, somebody who wrote in on the CoasterRadio.com forums was Screaming Kid 11 And he said if Disney wanted to continue with the really scary stuff like they're doing with Ghost Galaxy, they could easily make over Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he says the version that he would like to see would be a very scary one, not intended for children. Uh, and what he's saying that might be a good idea is that in the Halloween Pirates of the Caribbean, the characters of the movie would be added, but also the uh, many villains would take over the ride. Um, he wants to see, like, in the movie, remember the Moonlight Pirates of the Black Pearl that would come out whenever the, you know, moon came out and, and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, the, and he, the Skeleton Pirates. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he says uh, the main reason to make over this ride, it would be similar to the Timber Mountain Log ride that they use uh, during the Halloween haunt at Knott's Berry Farm. But you would dress up actors in their respective costumes and have them hiding out in different spots of the ride and scaring guests as they went by in the boats. Now, see, I think I think that's the way to go. Yes, because you wouldn't be able to bring back, you know, the actual actors and make the animatronics just for Halloween. Yep. But you could easily just fill that place with live actors. Oh, yeah. 
and that would that wouldn't cost you anything. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think you could even remove some of the animatronics if you could. Like if some of those animatronics could be moved out of the way and replaced. Oh, wouldn't them that be with, funny? So yeah. instead of Johnny Depp coming up out of the barrel and like doing his done, <laughs> you actually get the Johnny Depp lookalike actor. Oh yeah, put him in the barrel and he gets up and does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be see. Like, jumps at you. That'd be fantastic because you'd think he was the animatronic. I think that would be so great because you could actually have live actors mimicking what the animatronics do, but then and then they would grab you. Yeah, like you know, that like, would be then great. doing something totally crazy and like lunging at you, <laughs> like the the statue people that you see in the city. Oh yeah, imagine how much fun that would be to be one of the actors playing one of those animatronics. Like that would that'd be so great. It'd be like a total reversal of what they're actually trying to do. You know, like, right? It's like I'm going to try and be as fake as possible. <laughs> uh-huh. Like they could even make them and like give them some of that plasticky skin. You know, you have to, yeah, put the makeup on them real fake. Oh. I think we might be onto something. We ought to copyright this immediately. You know, and like right. sell the Let's idea. LLC. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it. We'll sell that thing to Disney. So I like that idea. So that, that's uh, Screaming Kid Eleven, who's actually a screaming man. Uh, we've seen pictures of him. He's he's not a kid. He's a, he's a full grown adult. So, uh, but he has a good idea there. Very nice. Um, another person on the CoasterRadio.com forums who's always on there has a lot of good things to say. Is Yo Pauly. Hey, Yo Pauly. And he has another Disney attraction that he would like to see a Halloween makeover, and it is the Hall of Presidents. This is brilliant. I, did, did the Simpsons already do this? This makes me think the Simpsons already did this. You know, they might have, but he says uh, what he would like to see is all the presidents come back to the, from the grave to haunt the living and make moral judgments from a bygone era. Oh, well, well, I'm. What comes to mind for me is you get the you know the Abraham Lincoln speech as yes. a part of this. Mm-hmm. You have him there, and he's like, "Well, and I did this, and then John Wilkes Booth comes out." <laughs> That would be terrifying. It meant you'd be like you were at Ford's That'd Theater. Be great, I, that could work. That could work in, in a in a parallel universe. <laughs> That'd be great. Maybe that's how you need to do it. And then you could have like Taft, and he's sitting there at the dinner, and it'd be like a Monty Python meaning of life, and he'd just be, oh, I'm Taft. <laughs> You could have the ghost of Richard Nixon come back, you know. <laughs> Nixon could come back and be like, I've been elected for a sixth <laughs> term. Get ready for me. Yes, I think that would be good. I don't know. I think Yo Pauly is on to something. Yo Pauly. Yo Pauly is on to something. Uh, Nick Hudson from London, England has written in. You lie. And there was his soundbite. <laughs> I love he He was actually impressed that we have the you lie soundbite now, which uh, <laughs> is brand new for this season. <laughs> I love playing that. I like how you paused for me. <laughs> so you could hear it. So you could hear it clearly. I think that's, that's good. I love uh, I love. Yeah, and I was wondering if you were going to say something or do like a Nick That's Hudson what I mean. Is you paused yeah. for me to do something English. <laughs> do you, do you, you, you may have something. I'm going to read his thing. And if you want to jump in with something English, do it. Something very British. Something from the UK. So, But anyway, here's his idea. He says that – and everybody's picking Disney rides, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he says you could do something fun with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad uh, because mm-hmm. horror within Westerns is not exploited enough. Now, what about one of our favorites, Westworld? You know, that, that could be int- – imagine that could be something that they could do at like Knott's Berry Farm or anywhere they have like kind of a Western world. The Yule Brenner classic. Oh, that's a scary is that movie. Se- can, is that late 70s? I think so. Late 70s, that's the movie. If people don't know this, tell them about this movie. This is your favorite movie. Oh, I love it. It's, it's basically um, – it was written by Michael Crichton, who also wrote Jurassic Park, among many other things. And it is about a theme park where people can go and interact with um, very human-like robots or audio animatronics. You know, But these robots are so um, human-like that you wouldn't know that they were fake. 
So they have different worlds there. They have like a Roman world, don't they, where you could go and, and live and, in... Yeah, and the, there's medieval world, mm-hmm. and then there's Western world. Yes, and the whole thing is, is that you can actually go and... Uh, live in this Western world and have gunfights with people and sleep with, <laughs> you know, Old West prostitutes and and it feels very real, but there's no danger because it's all fake. It's all the it's all the robots and they fly you out to the island, sort of thing. So it's very Jurassic Park and it's just again the Simpsons. The Simpsons did that episode with Itchy and Scratchy Land where the <laughs> robots like go haywire. Oh yeah. Same thing happens in Westworld and then the robots are like taking over and whatever. Yeah, the robots start really shooting people and um you know the gunslinger who's played by Yul Brenner like stalks these two guys who are there. It, it's and it's actually kind of terrifying. It's a very scary movie but uh, a great mix of like horror and sci-fi, you know. There you go. And yeah. a little bit of western. Yeah, so you could do that. You could do that at, like at a uh, in one of those western lands or something. I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh Nick actually is talking about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad um because the queue line is pretty long and very windy. Uh he says you could put some fog and sound effects in there and make it very creepy. Um there's also a lot of mine scenery in the queue line, so he says it would be great to have that uh creep factor there because of all that stuff. Um, and also, he says, once you're on the ride, there are enough dark moments uh, for a bunch of gotchas, as he says. Uh, you could have flames erupting, ghostly moans, jets of air shooting at you. Um, also, along the ride, you could have uh, hanging corpses, mutilated goats, he even says. <laughs> so, so, some animal goats. stuff. Um, and it, during the water... very specific. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's got it. He's got it all planned out here. And he says during the waterfall effect, they could have like one of those project- projection effects like they do with the J- Davy Jones effects. Oh, like the, yeah, the new pirates yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you no, know. I, I, think, I think Nick took to heart our suggestion that you pick a ride that could very easily be transformed yes yes because this one would really really easily because you just you know turn off a couple of lights you put some spooky stuff like he says you could put like spooky eyes that are glowing in the darkness sort of thing you do some of that stuff you just play spooky music and there you go it's spooky bingo there you go so i i like that idea i think that's pretty good yisak 519 i think his real name is casey on the forums he says uh, it would be great if they made over Rock and Roller Coaster and that they could do a whole bunch of things, in his opinion, although he didn't actually give any of those things. He just No specific that, things. No specifics, but... Well, I, I was just thinking of, about, the, you know, Haynes is the new uh, brought to you by Haynes. <laughs> and so I think you should just make that be, you know, heavier in the theming. You know, Steven Tyler's in his underwear. I've got to get you to the show. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, that would... Steven Tyler impression doesn't make any sense. I don't know why uh, I had an the, accent. I think he is American, but I like him with a British accent. I think that <laughs> Now he has a British accent. I guess he's Ozzy Osbourne now. But Steven Tyler wearing Hanes, yes. I think. Well, that would be pretty terrifying. Sure, and then you, know, you, do, you, you get in the car that has love in an elevator and you just have terrible thoughts. You know what's funny is um, when I rode Rock and Roller Coaster with Molly two weeks ago, I said to her, I just hope we don't get the car that's playing Sweet Emotion. I said, I, I, don't, I said, a walk this way would be better, even loving an elevator. And what car do you think we got? What train? And you had like a one in, what is it, one in five or one in yeah, six chance? I think there are like six, six different uh, roller coaster trains on there with six different songs. And we got Sweet Emotion. Aww. I couldn't believe it. Maybe, I don't know. Ugh. But yeah, you know what? This is a ride that they could kind of swap out some of the scenery in that ride. Instead of all of the L.A. landmarks and stuff, you could put something like you did in uh, Space Mountain. You know, some kind of spooky effects that you go through. Instead of you, could going... just, you could stage some like horrific car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe who knows? You could do a lot of things. Like what's a what's a uh, a horrifying? Well, maybe band? In, maybe in the pre ride they get killed somehow, and they're like, "You've got to get to our concert in hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> that could be pretty funny, actually. But like, Cause, what's cause that's the-, the whole thing with this ride, right? Is there's a huge pre-ride thing where you go in and you like see the recording session, and it's like, oh, sorry guys, you've got to get to our show. Make sure they get a limousine, <laughs> and that's the ride. Yeah. And so that should be maybe that's what they should do is they should all get killed, and it's like, oh, I can't let these guys miss out. Give them a ride to hell. <laughs> I think that's the most brilliant idea I've heard. I like that might that. be too heavy for Disney. I don't know. If it wasn't Disney, though, you could pull that off. Like if it was at that uh, freestyle music park or something, you could do it there. <laughs> freestyle music park. <laughs> They'd take it another level, I'm sure. They should do it there anyway, regardless. Like just pick another band, any band, like uh, you know Metallica or something. Just they would steal the idea. Yeah. They get the right to hell. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Uh, any of those, any of those <laughs> bands, Manson. you know, who would go along with that type of thing? That'd be pretty cool. Ride to Creepyville. Again, see, I think on this show we should like have a, a copywriter just standing by, like copywriting all these ideas as we talk about them. <laughs> Our creative content. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Hmm. Okay, also, uh, Brian, who we just heard from at the beginning of the show, has another idea um, that he sent along for us. My vote would be for uh, to turn Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California, because it is an outdoor roller coaster. It's wooden. Um, it's very fast. has fast, steep drops. And I think during the day, it would be more difficult to pull off this theming. But at night, it would, um, instead of making a ghost rider, maybe like ghost mine something, I don't know. But uh, I think it would be a great spot for like, you know, black lights and fog. And especially in the first drop, if you dropped into a big pit of fog and then you had just, um, uh, you know, fire. And I know Six Flags has done a lot of things where put fog and fire on their coasters and they name them Bizarro. But... Um, this, I think, is a definite, really cool possibility uh, to turn Ghost Rider into like a, a nighttime Halloween thing. I think it'd be cool, and maybe put some characters in the line to kind of jump out at you as well, and uh, I think it'd be a good shot. You know, Brian brings up two really good points there. First, um, I think at any attraction that you could have that's, you know, a kind of a Halloween overlay theme, you w- definitely want to have like kind of spooks or specters in the line. I think that always makes it so much better. I hate that stuff. You you really you don't like you don't like it as you're waiting in line like some. It scares dude. me. I don't like the real people. I don't like the real people <laughs> part of it. So you don't like going through like Halloween haunted mazes and stuff. Like, no, because I don't like real people. Yeah, you want. Like, I like his idea. I think I think the the fog is great. The fire is great. I think the fog would be easier than the fire. I'm sure. Sure. You know that stuff works in the music, but when you put real people into the mix, I just don't trust people. Hmm. You know, the idea that he had that I really like, though, is imagine having at the bottom of a huge drop just like a pit of fog. Yeah, that, yeah. that's brilliant. It'd be that, super easy to do, too. Oh, yeah. But the whole thing it would be really easy because there's the whole building is their loading station, right? They have the spooky mine entrance kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then is the ghost town right next to it? So you could do like the whole thing leading up to it also. Oh, yeah. It's all around it. So, you know, leading right up to the entrance there. So. And then you can have Yule Brenner in there like. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if they could get that, you know, permission of whoever owns those characters to do something like that. You know, I'm sure you're they going would into Westbury Nickel. Yeah, probably so. You know, I think on this show we have talked about Knott's Berry Farm more than ever before. I don't think we've ever even brought that park up before. Well, that's good. Knott's Berry Farm. Maybe you want to send us a ticket. <laughs> maybe you would like that park. I think it's a lot of a lot of fun. They, you know, it's a Cedar Fair park. Um, they have like you know some old theming from the fifties and stuff. So. I'm ready. Some, some pretty good rides, so I think we should uh, head out there one day. That's a good place. So, Anyway, I, I liked all of these ideas. Our listeners came through again with some very uh, you know, interesting Halloween ideas. Since good next job, guys. Week, yeah. Since next week's show is about Halloween as well, um, we're going to bring back a uh, topic that we did about three or four years ago 
when we did a Halloween show. And so the listener discussion question for next week is what horror movie should be turned into a theme park attraction? Brilliant. Remember, we did that and had a great discussion last time, so we're going to bring it back. Um, there have been a whole lot of new horror movies that have come out since then, or maybe you want to go back old school and talk about some. and uh, you know, Just come up with, uh, you know, give us the, the movie that the ride is based on, and then you know, whatever type of ride that you want to design. I think that would be pretty, pretty interesting. So there are a lot of different ways you can send it to us, and we will let you know all those ways at the end of the show. Yes. So now what I want to do is uh, head off to one of our new topics on the New Coaster Radio here, and we're going to have this introduced by Deidre. This is Deidre Rodman-Struck, lascivious bitty coaster enthusiast, and you're listening to Off Topic. There we go, the middly booze. Yes, yes, yes. So um, thank you very much. And if you guys out there want to go ahead and do what Deidre just did and introduce the off-topic segment, uh, you can do it in a couple different ways. You can call our voicemail line, which is 206-339-3360, or you can record an MP3 like she did and send it to us that way. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Evie, what do you have for off-topic this week? I want to talk about ghost hunting since we're getting up to Halloween yes. at work. I, work. I work for the little public television station here. And for our show, we're doing a big special Halloween show, and we went out with some ghost hunters. Ooh. And we went to the Step Cemetery. If you listeners want to Google this, it's Step with two Ps. It is one of the most haunted places in Indiana. Wow. And some people think the most haunted places in the U.S. How about that? And this is an old school cemetery over 200 years old, and the most famous story in the one that we were going after was this baby died Hmm. and the mother of course mourned the loss of her baby and she went and she would you know cry and mourn over his grave at this graveyard and she would sit on this stump and she sat there and she and she would mourn her baby until she died herself and so now there is her grave the baby's grave baby lester and there's a gravestone there and the stump is there too it's still there so you saw it Yes, wow. and so we saw the stump, and it was like, if you sit in the stump, you'll be cursed. Something bad will happen. And, it, well, I won't be sitting in the stump. Yeah. <laughs> now, where was this curse? Like, where did you hear of this curse? Like a story? or? A- well, this is, this is common. I mean, if you Google Step Cemetery, you'll hit it. Yeah. Because this is, it, it's, it's a very well-known ghost story. And we went out there with this ghost hunter guy, and he had all of his little his gear, which – isn't as sophisticated as you think. It's like a Sony, you know, camcorder with night shot mm-hmm. and an MP3 recorder of his own and a couple of still cameras and that sort of thing. And he had a couple of people with him that had gone out ghost hunting with him before. And we put the recorder on a couple of graves. We tried to ask the ghosts questions. We tried to get them to do things. It's like, if you want to, like, rustle the leaves, go ahead. And he would sit there quietly. And the leaves wouldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> so he tr- we tried. We tried to contact the spirits of the afterworld. Yeah. It didn't quite happen. Uh, for was us. this during the day? But, but maybe because the EVPs, that, that's the thing from like the White Noise movie, the Michael oh, yeah. Keaton movie from yes. a few years back. Mm-hmm. We recorded all this stuff while we were there. I had the video camera. He had this audio recorder. And the idea is that we go back and we listen to and watch all of the stuff that was recorded and maybe the ghosts imprinted something. Because that's what they always say with that stuff, with the EVP things, is that you don't hear it with your ear, but you right. might actually hear it because uh, electronically it would be recorded. Right. For whatever reason, the magnetic fields or like the energies of the spirit mm-hmm. or something like that. And so we did 
we did a bunch of those where we put the uh, the recorder on the grave, ask the questions, and then allegedly after the fact we're going to be able to hear possibly an answer to those questions. Right. But that hasn't happened yet. But maybe when it does, I'll post it on the uh, I'll, I'll I'll post it on the Facebook page. Yeah, that would be Story interesting to hear. Because you remember a couple years ago, uh, Flava actually went on something similar and claims to have actually heard That's something. Right. On well, the we table. were all working at the same TV station mm-hmm. back in DC. We did another Ghost Hunter story. This is like the thing, I guess, that, we, that all the t- TV stations do around Halloween or whatever. Of course we do. But uh, Flava actually went out to this very haunted uh, building in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia, and they did the same thing. They were upstairs in a go- in an office uh, that's you know used for tourism, I think, during the week. And uh, the man asked, like you know, uh, as he was holding his recorder, he said, you know, what can we do to make you come out and speak with us? And right at that moment, didn't somebody kick a plug out of the wall that you know of one of the computers or something well, what it was what it was it, it, it was a row house it was a really old row house in alexandria and the ghost allegedly didn't like technology yes and so the people that worked there would always report you know that the computers shut themselves off or the lights flicker on and off and, or whatever and so when they were out there and one of the investigators had a laptop that was just plugged in mm-hmm. and because they knew the ghost didn't like technology they were recording and asking the questions, and somebody stepped on the laptop cord and unplugged it, which turned the computer off. And so when they went back and listened to the tape, right at that moment when somebody turned the computer off, the ghost said, that's better. Yeah, and you know what? I, like, I don't know if I believe in all this stuff, but Flava played that tape back for me. And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a voice that wasn't in the room. I heard it too, man. And it was, I mean, there was a voice there. Yeah. Like, it was what it was. It was pretty clear. And so I even asked Flava, I said, did the guy whisper that into the recorder? And he said, no, I I didn't hear anything at that moment. I was silent. And that's the thing with this ghost hunting adventure I went on in the cemetery was like, is we put this, we put this recorder on these couple of graves that we went to. And when he was asking these questions, I was there. Everybody was silent. Yeah. Like nobody was even moving. So it couldn't have even been like, – and he wasn't holding it with his hand. It was sitting like six feet away from us. Right. So if there's anything on that tape, when, it, you know, when he goes back and listens to it, that's not cool. <laughs> Very spooky. <laughs> if there's anything there, that's not good. That's scary stuff. Remember a couple years ago we had on uh, Christy from Six Flags Over Georgia. I don't even know if she works there anymore, but um, she was the PR person. And she was mm-hmm. saying that the yep. Crystal Pistol – uh, you know, the theater there is haunted and that they've actually had uh, people come through with EVPs and things and picked up some stuff there. So that's kind of fascinating. That's funny. Anything old, anything old yeah. has, a, has a ghost. I, we, were, we were doing another story at the uh, a Historical Society Museum in Terre Haute, which is a couple of towns over. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to that lady. She was like, oh, yeah, of course we have a ghost. Any self-respecting museum has one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, what? That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting stuff, you know. Regardless of whether you believe in it or not, it's kind of fascinating just to it's hear about. It's fun, and that, yeah. and that and that's kind of gonna gonna be the point of this story is that it's a fun hobby. It's kind of cool to you know sneak around in the dark and pretend you're doing something cool. You know, there are iPhone apps now um, with uh, that are made for EVP. Yeah, uh, yeah, ghost hunting apps. Yeah, ghost hunting apps. Believe it or Only not, four ninety nine. I don't know how reliable they are, but if you go in there, it's hilarious to read the reviews of those, you know, of people saying, like, how it's BS or doesn't work or something. But I don't know. I'm not getting one because I don't want to have any contact. speaking of kooky people, what's your off-topic? <laughs> My off-topic is Balloon Boy and his Yay, family. Yeah, Balloon Boy. Uh, I, for those of you who don't know, and it, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you, you, 
wouldn't, wouldn't know what's going on. Uh, last week, there's this uh, crazy inventor guy. Where where are they even from? Where was this taking place? I don't I don't even know. It's like somewhere. I don't America. remember where he was from, but yeah. he is. I guess he's like an amateur tornado chaser guy or something. <laughs> like his trailer was swept away by a tornado, so now I try to get him. Oh. And he's got like a motorcycle with a laptop strapped on the back, and he like rides his motorcycle to- into tornadoes. Yeah, it, it's this wacky guy and his family, and supposedly they've been on that show Wife Swap. So you know they're they are no strangers to reality television. Twice they've been on twice. Oh. So anyway, we get word. Um, all the news stations are reporting that um, this this balloon, this helium balloon that looks like a UFO, has has taken off, and there's a six year old boy in it, and uh, it's just floating around, and they can't get it down. Uh, and so finally they, they figure out, you know, after like uh, closing some airports or like rerouting planes and, and using federal um, they know, helicopters. They send the jets out after yeah, you know, the helicopters. Yeah, spending like, you know, thousands of dollars to try to bring this balloon down. It turns out that the boy was not inside and that, yes, he was hiding in an attic the entire time while the nation was riveted to their TVs wondering what happened not to this the entire boy. nation not the entire nation I guess only we- the dumb people who watch <laughs> yes. the news I actually heard about this afterwards all, all after so when I turned sure on the TV did. to see what was going on uh, they were being interviewed on Larry King Live by Wolf Blitzer and so I was just kind of half paying attention because I was like, something's weird. Something's not right about what I'm seeing here. Because if a family had been through this terrible ordeal where you thought your son was floating away in a balloon, would you go on Larry King that night? Like, well, would- that's like that's that's exactly like the lady whose kid was set on fire and she was on the Today Show. Yeah, exactly. The next morning. Why would you do that? What What would make you want to go on TV? So as I'm watching this and just kind of thinking – I, I, the, um, the, they asked the, the kid, you know, were you scared? What was going on? And the kid looks right into the camera and goes, well, we did it all for a show. And I was like, yes, it was brilliant. <laughs> well, and, and I would just like to point out, Costa Radio had this. <laughs> we called it from the beginning. I think we did. We called it from the beginning. We knew it was fake. When you... When when that was posted on the coastradio.com blog, it was not anywhere else. Oh yeah. Go, I go. Mean, there were rumblings of some people think that maybe because they're on wife swap, blah 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 blah. But we called them out explicitly. That's right. Call, check the timestamp on the blog. We were doing that before anybody else was, before it was like all over the place. It was on That's the right. Coast We didn't Radio make blog. the LA Times. No, we did yeah, Lance gets on the LA Times, but nobody's like, you know, checking but in guess, on our this facts. is a, this I love this story. I yeah. love this story so much because it's like crazy people trying to get on TV. Yeah, exactly. What's, and, What's and more it, American? So as you know, the um, news companies start doing research, it turns out that this father uh, has been pitching a reality show about himself as a crazy inventor uh, to TLC and to the company that does Wife Swap. And he's been being turned down everywhere probably because well, he's, he's like, a nut. We could be the replacement for John and Kate plus eight because yeah. we're wacky. Yeah, exactly. That's ex- probably exactly what he's thinking. He sees them. And so when all of them passes, uh, he designs this hoax allegedly here that you know is uh, about his son floating away. Well, and-, and some of the new stuff that I'm reading is that they're looking into the fact now that maybe – one or more of the news organizations were also in on it. That's right. That's right. It, it's- and so they knew it was a hoax. In fact, they were, you know, preemptively, you know, come down here and be ready because something's going to happen. Blah, whatever. Yeah, and if you look at the video, I think it's on YouTube. There's some video of when the balloon was being launched by accident, supposedly, and I'm putting accident in quotes. And the dad is like overacting. 
Like, he's like, oh, no, you're not holding on to the tether. Oh, like, it's the worst acting I've ever seen in my life when it's supposed to be like a tragic moment. And this guy's like totally overdoing it. Like, he's a worse actor than I am. And I'm bad. Like, you know, it's just it, it's just awful, awful, awful. And and then uh, you, like more comes out where supposedly this dad has made a music video with his sons. Have you seen awesome. this? Have you seen the I music video? I have not video? seen this part. I, I've got to find it and put it on the, the blog so you can see this. And and I know this has nothing to do with roller coasters, but it's the most vile music video I've ever seen because he has his sons like in a homophobic r- rap that they're making. And I don't even want to say the lyrics because they're just kind of so disgusting. Oh. But I'm like, why is this dad putting his like teaching his sons? Because this, it's because the crazier he can be, the more likely he'll get a show. Yeah, and that's what and that's what gets me about this whole thing. Is number one, everybody's still talking about it, including us. Yes, yes. Number two, charges probably are going to be coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people are going to be like, oh god, they should get them in federal <laughs> indictments and dirt, 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 dirt. these same people are going to also give them a show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You watch. It, it will Him, probably work. It's going to be Balloon Boy and Octomom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of them. That's what's so funny is that it's probably we're all playing right into this evil genius's hands. You know, evil like genius. Evil genius with his weather balloons. Yeah. You know, like he might do a little jail time, might have to pay a it's, fine or something. But, yeah, we're kind of all fascinated by it. It's a stupid guy playing us really, really stupid yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And he's in there saying, like, oh, I don't have cable, so I don't know what people are talking about. You know he's inside that house right now like, listening to everything. Swa, what? Yeah. Huh? Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I, I was even, like, um, debating whether or not to bring this up because you're right. Like, you know, even us talking about it is just adding more fuel to the fire for, See? for people who are listening but um, and, and giving the dude exactly what he wants. But it just – it was so disgusting to me, especially when I saw that rap video. It, you All need right, to, so are we are we officially shutting down the David Arquette project and starting <laughs> up the Balloon Boy project? Is that what you're saying? Well, you, how easy would it probably be to get Balloon Boy after a while? You know, like, he'd be like, "Son, I got a great idea. We're gonna get Young Costa Radio. You're gonna do the intro." <laughs> but so Dad, it's time. It's time for the show. And and did you see so, the kid like throwing up on the Today Show? Like he was so like you know nervous and probably so disgusted by this whole thing himself <laughs> and not knowing what story to tell <laughs> or what by, lies to keep. Like, my father's a media <laughs> whore. It makes me want to. He threw up twice. Like you hear him gagging. Like he runs off screen and you hear him like gagging off screen and with his mother. Oh, the dad <laughs> farted on the Larry King thing. What do you expect? Yeah, you do hear that. Like as soon as the see I, the whole family, and that's the, that's his whole thing. It's like um, <laughs> I build weather balloons, I chase tornadoes on my motorcycle, and we do foul things with our bodies. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gross. That's going to be their reality show. That's the whole basis of the reality show. The whole thing makes me feel dirty. It does. It's so, it's, it's storm chasers who fart. Yeah, exactly. But an excellent off-topic topic, which I think is, is good. So, good job. Yes. So anyway, so there it is. Um, I, I, I'm curious what you all think about this, too, because there is a, uh, a or topic. Don't, don't, no, or don't talk about or, or it. Or don't, yeah. Or maybe we'll maybe just that would it, be the better thing is, we'll is on the forums. Maybe if this topic stays blank with no replies. Yeah. Maybe that would be the best thing. That could be. I'd rather talk about the ghost hunting. I think that would be a better thing for us to talk Maybe. about. Or like the uh, listener discussion question for next week. One mm-hmm. more movie. People, uh, bring that in. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, let me tell you about all the different ways, the the many ways that you can interact with the new Coaster Radio. You can go to our website, coasterradio.com, because the name of the show is also the name of the site. Brilliant. Also, the coasterradio.com email address, which is feedback at coasterradio.com. 
Um, EB people can use that to send us whatever they need to send, uh, images, MP3 files, whatever you'd like. That's probably the best way to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Also, thecoasterradio.com new form forums. New form form. And thecoasterradio.com voicemail line, which is 206-339-3360. And that's how you can, uh, you know, call in and tell us about your uh, your ride for next week's show, where you want to talk about. And give us the about... walkthrough on your haunted attraction. Oh yeah, make sure you do that. We really want to play some of those next week. So call us up and tell us. I'm waiting in line now. Oh my gosh, there's a guy behind me. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. I think we should do that. I'd like to do that. I'm going to see if I can get to a Halloween event, maybe this weekend or next weekend. But I'll, I'll try. I might to do just one call in too. and fake it. You I'll could... call in and be like, "Hi, this is Yo Polly from the forums." <laughs> I'm here at this haunted attraction. There's a ghost in front of me. He's breaking me out. You should actually do a uh, haunted walkthrough from your front yard. <laughs> there you go. I'm driving down the street right. Oh, there's a pumpkin. What the hell? <laughs> I, I I love the pictures that you've been posting. That's though, my you. walkthrough. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Also, coasterradio.com is on Twitter. If you go to twitter.com slash coasterradio, uh, more and more fire. people joining our Twitter nation, which I think is great. And uh, there's a lot of content on Twitter that is not on the blog or on the show. So, great. you know, if you really want to be a part of everything that's Coaster Radio, check us out on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, too, which is uh, slowly growing. I like that. Very slowly. And I might have some good Connects Roller Coaster updates on there Ooh, this week. That's great. I've been adding some track. I've been doing the track. If anybody knows the Connects Roller Coasters, the track part is like the biggest pain because you have one continuous piece that you have to like feed through all the tower parts. Are we so I actually, might be putting that up on the, on, the, on the Facebook this week. Are we actually building up to where we will see some uh, like video of the ride when it's all done? I might have to put some because that's the thing. I've, I've got three of these Rip and Rocket Roller Coasters sets. Mm-hmm. That I'm putting together to make one giant roller coaster, which means I have six motors. Wow. Are you, usually it has the two launch motors. Mine has six. How about that? Are you building a launch coaster? Is it launched or is it like a lift hill? Well, it's 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 got these launch motors that are it's it's kind of like the old um like a carnival roller coaster that would be powered by the tires that are spinning. Oh sure. And I've got six of those. Ooh, excellent. And so that's how it works. How about that? I bet I bet your sons are enjoying like checking this out and playing with oh it. Oh my gosh, they love it. Oh yeah. Mark Mark and Dean both go in there and they're like, "Let's build the roller coaster." And of course, they don't really know how to build a roller coaster because they're 2 and 4. Yeah. And so they're just like jamming connects pieces together and like sticking them in there and like whatever. And then I'm like, "Okay, guys, that's great." And then they go watch the wiggles and I take apart what they did. <laughs> And, you know, I have to go off topic again here real fast because there was a story that either you or your wife, Tris, put on Facebook about something Mark said when he was spelling his name with blocks. Yes. <laughs> and this, I read this and I was like laughing and I was showing everybody around who I was with at that moment. I was like, read this, read this. So if you could tell that story, that would be a great way to end <laughs> this week's show. He's, he's getting really good with his letters and all that stuff. And so he's got these letter blocks and he spelled out his name. And he, and he gets it down. He's, like, all proud of it because he's all proud of everything that he does now. And he's like, Mom, Mom, I spelled out my name. We should call the governor. <laughs> we need to tell the governor. And where does he learn, like, the governor? Like, That's what? Great. Yeah. You need to call the governor. But, but, see, the funny thing is, because we were talking about it after the fact, we was like, where could he possibly ever get the idea that when you do something, you need to call the governor? Yeah. And get this. Yeah. We watch Conan O'Brien. And Conan right now is doing this thing with the with the guy from New Jersey. He's the mayor of Newark, but there's also talk about the governor. Oh, so, yeah. 
we think maybe that's where it came from. Is maybe he, he like hears us watching Conan while he's in his bedroom. <laughs> we have no idea. And he's just picking it up. He's picking up all of like the Conan O'Brien humor. And maybe it's just subliminal. Yeah. I have no idea. True. Maybe he so hears gonna, it. When he's going to come out one day and he's going to be like, I want to have some breakfast in the year 2000. Because yeah. <laughs> he's hearing it all when he's asleep and it's just right, It's like subliminal. It. It's just happening. I love it. I love it. So anyway, I heard that story and I think that's a great way to end this week's show because it was just such a funny, a funny thing. So. we got to send this show to the governor. <laughs> hey, everybody, remember that CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC, and this program may not be redistributed or broadcast without our expressed written permission, and the show is intended for private use only, copyright 2009, all rights reserved, including that wonderful story we just told about the governor. <laughs> That's right, including the governor's story. <laughs> I love it. So Halloween is on the way. We're about a week and a half away. So we're looking forward to all of your Halloween, you know, different audio clips that you're going to send us. David Arquette photos, all that good stuff. And even like send us a David Arquette photo of you in your Halloween costume. I'm scared out of my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Evie, I'll see you next week for the big Halloween show. See you next week. This is CoasterRadio.com. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.